Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, September 19th, 2022, flag on the play. It's National Talk Like a Pirate Day, which I am a national guy, but I really don't want to talk like a pirate. Me too. So <laughs> I might just opt out. But I did have a pirate-themed birthday back in the first grade with, like, treasure and stuff. It was it was fire. <laughs> it was fire. I actually got a text about it the other week. Somebody was like, remember that pirate birthday? I was like, yeah, I did. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up, JD. That was big. Owen, how are you doing, man? You saw Adam this weekend, who's unfortunately not with us today. Yeah, I did. We, uh, me and Adam, Adam was up to visit the old lady, so we saw each other. It was a good time. Good time. Got, got, it was his birthday, so he got some new shirts and things like that. It was mm-hmm. a good time. You want to tell yeah. him what the shirt said? Yeah, I guess if you don't really know Adam, this might make less sense. But um, if you do know Adam, for all the listeners, they hear him. They, kind of, they know what he's doing. And they do hear him, so they can kind of get a vibe. But it said, um, what did it say? It was like, if you, it was a t-shirt, a black t-shirt with red letters that says, I wasn't ignoring, no, it was, what is it? Don't repeat yourself. No, that, or, no, that doesn't sound right. I ignored you the first time? Yeah, I think that's no it. No need something to repeat like yourself. I ignored you the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. something like that. It was sick. He was running in the gym, and he's getting like lots of good looks from all the people there. All people so. of all ages and sexes. That's yes. what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they were looking at him like, yep, that's a man right there in the yeah. don't have to repeat yourself. I ignored you the first time shirt. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Well done by you. Yeah. Alex, how are you doing? Thank you. Doing good, man. Today was a grind. It was like, a grind. We'll get into it later. Like, people, like, it, I'm serious when I say this. Like, it's not easy watching all this football, no. betting, going, you know, it was a roller coaster today. So, I'm okay. Had a little nap. Um, you know, missed the second half of the second slate of games. But, uh, you know, we're good. We're ready. So, it was, it was exciting. Today was exciting. Let's go. That's yeah. what I like to hear. It was a bit of a recovery day because you missed the first you know, slate last week. So yeah. you, by Sunday night, you were all hopped up. You're exactly. Like, I right. love football. Yes. But this week, once you go through that first game, you kind of have to build in a rest zone. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah. Usually for me, it's second quarter of the afternoon. Like It's like, okay, I'm going to do my laundry, maybe like, yeah. get up, go outside for three yeah. minutes and breathe some air and then get back to yeah. the grind. Well, Phil came today to my place and like, it was like, it was so lit. Like the first quarter, second <laughs> quarter, like the gambling's going great. And then like third quarter, fourth, like it was crazy. Then the like second half of the game started and it was just like, oh, well, sick touchdown. Yeah. The first half of the second was, slate of games was abysmal. And that but, contributed to the, yeah. You know, um, little nap time. little nap time so yeah. uh-huh. no i think you can't be too hard on yourself because i feel like to get into peak like football shape where you can go the full eight hours takes a few weeks yeah like i'm at the point where i you know i played ba- i had a basketball game saturday night i was kind of burning the candle on both ends like i'm just not in that shape yet yeah no. i was thinking so. the same thing today on the drive home because i was really considering to myself like 
I, how do people do this all day? Like I, like, like professionals sit in front of the TV all day and just watch, like, I'm not at that stage yet. But then I was like, Oh yeah, give me like, when it's colder out, I'll be better. Right. I'm just not used to it. I'm used to the movement. So I think you're right. But today was a great reminder that the NFL is king. Even the bad entertainment is still the best entertainment on TV. Mm -hmm. The bad games are good. The good games are great. What a great day. And it was the day of the comeback. This in, was a memorable, memorable day, I would say, for Sunday. Just class entertainment. This is one we're going to look back on and, yeah, say, remember week two of 2022 <laughs> when we're talking to our kids, you know, when they're on our knees or on our, we're just like bouncing them on our knees. So, yeah, no, it was, it was fun though. It was a great week for sure. Yeah. It's a yeah. memorable week. This two. is, this is like peak football, I feel like. Like, it's hard to imagine a week getting better than this in oh, the regular season i see what you mean yeah. i thought you meant like week two is the peak of football oh yeah. no 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 <laughs> yeah no it's like not even close but like, say, the, like as as like far as entertainment goes this is like up there this was a great week there's yeah. no denying that and I, I agree with you i will be you know grandkids on the knee like you might have enjoyed this game but you weren't there for flacco's comeback yes. in 2022 uh, which is right. one of the most spectacular yeah. things i've ever seen there was three major comebacks today if we want to go chronological I would say we start with the most recent one, which is the Raiders and the Cardinals game, which was 20 to nothing for the Raiders in the middle of the third quarter. And then Kyler Murray, you know, he might not have done his film, but film can't teach some of the things that that guy does. It was just kind of winged it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The two point conversion where he literally ran around, I think they said it was 84 yards, 21 seconds was the most spectacular, like, jaw-dropping thing I've seen a quarterback do all day. Yep. He is one of a kind. It, it kind of bums me out that he's, like, the way he is. He's so lazy <laughs> because I would love to cheer for this guy. He's that exciting. But what a performance. And he's throwing to guys like Zach Ertz, A.J. Green. Like, these are not superstars. Like, he hit Greg Dortch, like, six times today. Right, like, yeah. who's who's Greg Dortch? And he was feeding him. His running backs were Eno Benjamin mm-hmm. and some ra- Daryl Williams. Like, that was uh, a great performance. I know Owen was into it. No, I loved it. It looked like that. that's like the biggest Madden play I think you can possibly do in real life, where you run all the way back, like 30 yards past the line of, or behind the line of scrimmage, and then end up running it into the end zone from there is, uh, I think, something we've all done in Madden, but it was like cool to see it. Um, but yeah, I just felt like <laughs> towards the end, it was like, like, especially when they had those four fresh downs at the goal line before the touchdown, it was like, they tried to draw stuff up, but it would be like, oh, Zach Ertz, like, didn't turn around. Like, they ran the wrong route. Like, he threw it at the back of his head. <laughs> or it'd be like, oh, A.J. Green, like, the ball was, like, sailed, like, eight inches above his head. And so then by the fourth down, it was like, all right, like, just, like, run around and then try and, like, get to the end zone. And that's kind of what he did. So it was funny. Uh, he's super – he's, like, probably I, – I, it's hard to think of a guy that can go, like, toe-to-toe with him talent-wise, in my opinion, because he's got everything. It's just – like the effort yeah it's and the, the preparation it's the like homework lacking. that does it yeah. in i liked yeah. robert griffin unintentional comedy tweet of the year was when this afternoon did you see the one where he was like you just see things differently when you're five five i was like yeah that was, that was fire. <laughs> but the second two-point conversion was equally as nice because i don't think i mean yeah that throw was just insane but if you're wondering alex is a raiders fan we all know that we yeah. all know that but you did, you know, the football got to you and you napped through this one. So what yeah. was your reaction when you woke up for the second half and saw the score? Well, it was a classic and uh-huh. Phil's a great friend 
So I always get like the text. <laughs> yeah. When something bad happens with my team. I just want to check menu, in for signs of life. Raiders. Those are usually the ones where, you know, Phil will text me. So saw Phil's text and I, was, and I don't know, you said something like, oh, you I, must be down bad or something. I think I just said like, are you alive? Yeah. Something like that. I'm like, what? Like, I thought you meant something bet related. Like, are you alive in like the parlay? I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay. Like, let's just see how the Raiders did. You know, probably won like 35 to seven. And nope. They lost. Full loss. Full loss. And, you know, you go on Twitter and all you see is like Kyler Murray highlight after Kyler Murray highlight. And I'm like, wow, how did we blow this? <laughs> um, yeah, pretty embarrassing. Like, I don't know what to, what to say. Like, you're up 20, zero, 20 to 0 at home. Um, and, like, credit to Kyler Murray. But, man, that the, some of those plays, like, like the one where he scrambled, like, it's a great improvisation and it, it was awesome. But um, the defense was just kind of standing there. Yeah. Like I, I still don't know how he can run around like that. He was at the twenty yard line. Like oh, I felt like he was at the thirty yard line, and you think he's gonna throw, and then he just comes back around and gets in the end zone. How and we and I felt like we had like eight guys in the end zone. How does how the hell does that happen? And then yeah, and like, then the, the two point conversion. So I have nothing like that was line. that was just pure class. But the but the twenty one second scramble. How does that happen? It, crazy. And then, yeah, like Renfro, like just fumbling there at the end. And then in that heart of a division, us going down 0-2 is very, very bad. But, you know. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, especially because one of the losses was a non-division. So it makes yeah. things very hard for you. Yeah. But I would say Devontae Adams, two catches, 12 yards. One was the touchdown in the first half. He was a total non-factor in this game, sadly. I, I was wondering if you think he's regretting his decision right about now. Well, I, I was, like, I just feel bad for him because, I don't know, like, it's, I've tried to hype my guy Carr up, but I feel like it's not the same, <laughs> like, going from Rogers to Carr. So, so, I mean, hey, it's nice. He got paid. He gets to go to Vegas. Um, you know, I thought he would have put up, like, 200 yards. Like, Owen was talking about it. Like, you get your grandparents in the stadium for, like, the first NFL game. Um, for their first NFL game watching you, um, you know, I thought he would have been, you know, great. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's two games. I don't want to overreact too early. But, yeah, it is looking a little bit tough right now. Things are scary. Things yeah. are scary. Um, I mean, I think you got a long road back. I would be pretty concerned if I yeah. were you. Yeah. But we're going to see. I think Arizona, like, if they went behind 0-2, and two, I think the NFC is a lot weaker than the AFC. Mm -hmm. So the game felt a little less important to them. They would have had that loss to the Chiefs and then a road loss. You would have seen a way back. But to get that win, that was pretty gutty, and it was really only Kyler. But I still, it doesn't really change my opinion of them because... Like when you get played that bad in the first half, both weeks, and you just somehow pull one out, I don't think that's going to change. You're still not trusting them. Yeah, no, I don't. I yeah, don't true. They do that them. against like a more you know serious team. They probably don't get the you know the comeback. Yeah, but the other comebacks, we had a great one in Baltimore, which my lock of the week was the Ravens minus three and a half. I chalked up a W. I was already celebrating. I had the Joe Burrow cigar going, and. uh <laughs> Then all of a sudden, oh, it's 35-21. Oh, it's 35-28. Oh, Tyree Hill, it's running Tied down the, the sideline. It's 35-35. And then I started to panic a little bit. But what a comeback. Tua, six touchdowns, 450 yards plus. Tyree Hill, I think, had 190, 11 catches, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle had, I think, 170, two touchdowns. That was one of the most ridiculous triple or three-headed monsters I've seen. I mean, I don't really... Tua, I'm sure he made some believers today, but... 
those might be the best two receiver, like the best receiver Combo. duo in yeah. the league yeah. because those two, how fast they are, how elusive they are. And Tyreek Hill is like electrifying. Just watching him a little bit unchained outside of a system that seems like it's a little less rigid. Wow. That guy is spectacular and he was cramping up the whole game. But that really made me think Miami is a, is a horse of a team when they have those two guys together. If they don't have one of those guys, then all of a sudden it might be a problem. But wow, that team can move the ball when they have those two. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, you guys, what do you think? Do you think like Mike McDaniels may be like a favorite at this point? I know it's like super early. Coach of the year? Let's go. Year. 8% of the season done. Because <laughs> um, I was thinking like it's been like pretty like – I've been the most blown away by him out of everybody. Well, I was going to say, like, we got to credit him as well. As much as the, you know, three-headed monsters played well, I think this is, like, a lot of credit to Mike da- Mike Daniel. Uh, Mike McDaniel, sorry. Let's go. Mike Daniel. <laughs> Mike Daniel. Just, raw. just Yeah, <laughs> keep it short. Mike Daniel. I'm going to call him Mike Daniel. Um, <laughs> Me too. Because that was, like... They won the game, and it panned to him running with the with the sunglasses. Like those were some sick shades he had. Mm-hmm. And Phil and I just looked at each other and we're like, "That's a coach." Yeah, like that's that guy. That's he looks swagger. like a winner, dude. I'm I'm saying yeah, he looks like somebody who like has never lost at anything. Honestly, like he like seems like he's really smart, but also at the same time, like the guys like 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 him. like him, like he's a players' him. coach. Yeah, yeah. I saw the speech For after sure. the game. Like, Tyreek Hill loves him. It, yeah. Does well, he ever see Tyreek Hill ever talk about Andy Reid like that? I think if we had Tyreek Hill for like three minutes, he'd be like, I love the flag on the play. Like it's the best show ever. But uh no, he loves hard. You gotta respect that. I, I don't think I mean the narrative, you know, you can kind of tell like the way Twitter moves, like in any given moment, like what the narrative is gonna be. And for like five minutes, all anybody was doing was the Ravens should have paid Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson MVP, and then all of a sudden it was just from the face of the earth and the Ravens who made this big like show and dance about revamping their defense they pay all this money Marcus Williams Marcus Peters back they draft Kyle Hamilton I mean they got ran through today it was a buzzsaw and I know they were a lot of them were chunk plays but that's just what happens with these receivers I I think it's more credit to Miami than Baltimore being a weaker it was weird man like Baltimore just dominated them in the first half and like the baltimore defense like they're they're good like like you said like peters you got marlon humphrey um and uh, marcus williams like they were making plays i think in the first half and then just kind of let the gas you know foot like foot like, off like the gas. yeah foot off the gas um like lamar had that crazy like 80 yard run or whatever that was that was insane that's when i was um, ready to pack it in and that's when like yeah we did the little check mark we're like okay game over and just like for the Dolphins to come back, I mean, and this was in Baltimore too. Like, oh my God, I don't know how the heck they blew that. Like, like it was funny because like everyone's like, wow, Baltimore is stupid for not paying Lamar. And, you know, an hour later, everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, might he be lost. He lost. Like, that cost him 20 mil right there, <laughs> losing that game. So, um, what an incredible comeback by the Dolphins. I I kind of like this team. I'm kind of effing with them right now. Like, that was a sick comeback. It was. It was a really – I bet they're going to get a great reception at home. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, fans will blow up a couple more cars just, to you know, in celebration. <laughs> leave, leave a couple <laughs> propane tanks on and just start celebrating. Damn, but, next game is against the Bills. That's going to be – wow. Put, put that down wow. as a statement game. Yeah. Put that down. Both going to be 2-0. Yeah. Oh, battle for the AFC East. But uh, what was it? Oh, Mike Gesicki's gritty was one of the most unbelievable things oh, yeah. I've ever seen. That was probably the worst gritty ever. It took Pulisic I think, into second. 
I was gonna say, I think we can declare the gritty like that was like its final. Yeah, that, that was, was like the nail in the coffin. That was like when Andy Reid did the dab. Everybody was like, "Oh, and yeah. it's over." This is and insane. it's over. Yeah. That should be the uh, um, you know, when you're like ro- scrolling through Twitter or um Instagram and it's like viewer discretion is advised. Like, see this video at your own <laughs> risk. I think that's what you know should have been on the video. <laughs> the just like, yeah, it should be rated R. <laughs> yeah. Like this was yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> That was so bad. Especially because they were down like three touchdowns. He's like, whoa. whoa." He like ran. It was like so stiff and he ran through it as if he was like just, his like teammates were forcing him to do it. Like they're like, you have to gritty. And he's like, okay, like how far? Like, okay, 10 yards gritty and then you're good. He's just like trying to get through it. I feel like his teammates were like getting out of the way too. They're like, holy, this is embarrassing. Like I'll just let him do the gritty and I'll come back later. Like I will not be associated with yes. this. Yeah. Dude, we need to get a green screen on that and just put it everywhere. I want, I'm trying to see the Mike Kosicki gritty nonstop 24-7. I would say about the Ravens, though, I, I don't feel this way about them. I think they're a pretty strong group. But this is the type of loss that could like break your back as a team, I would say. You think so? At home. A week two back break? A week two back break. <laughs> Momentum killer, for sure. You know they're going, okay. to, bed to, uh, going to bed tonight. Like, if I did this, yeah. I did this. It was just crazy how quick the House of Cards came down for the Ravens today. It could have been a backbreaker. They're going to have to build all that back up. True. They lost their one-game momentum. Yeah. yeah. How will they ever replicate the <laughs> they're momentum playing, they're, they had? They're playing the Pats at home. So True. Oh, that's a perfect True. way to get the momentum back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, how will they replicate the momentum of a win against the Jets? But yeah. it seems like they've, uh, they've found a way. And speaking of the Jets, probably... Wow. Wow. If you tell me comebacks, I think of 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. I think about the Cavs coming back from 3 yeah. 1 down. And now I think about Joe Flacco getting the ball with 80 seconds left in this game. Unbelievable. Brown's winning percentage was 99.9999. And I see all these people on Twitter and they're out there talking about Nick Chubb sliding down. And I see everybody mm. talking about that. And, I, and the more I think about it, the more I think. I don't fault him for going in. Exactly. The kicker missed the convert, and then you had not only a chance to stop him the first time, you pick, you had a chance to pick up the onside, and then you let him go again. I think that was more on the defense than anything. And I saw Stefanski said after, I've got to be on Chubb to go down. In my opinion, no, no, no you don't. Like That's entirely on your defense being completely like shell-shocked by Joe Flacco for 80 seconds. So I thought it was crazy. But Owen, that's disappointing that you slept through this. This would have been a core memory for you. Yeah, that would have been great. I uh, this was a mis- big time mistake because it was. <laughs> I think it was like seventeen to th- like three or something like that. Like we had no points, or maybe we had a few. It was like it looked like the game was cooked, and so I was like, okay, this is like a perfect time. You know, I'm gonna catch the end of the, you know, I'm gonna catch the the back half of the afternoon games, which are usually better anyways. And so then I went and packed it in, and I wake up, and they won thirty-one to thirty. And I, I, I like I have no idea how it happened. I'm still waiting for the highlight pack to come out because I don't know what happened. Like, we can break I'm it down for you. Just, like, I mean, it was touchdowns. It, or? it was the first one was long. The first one I think was oh, about okay. 50, 60 yards. But the final drive was just a Flacco masterclass. It was unbelievable. <laughs> he was just carrying them down the field. And Garrett Wilson had a yep. huge day today. Eight catches, a hundred yards plus, two touchdowns. Everybody was clicking for the Jets, and Salah was very excited after the game. I mean, this is a big win because he was doing the whole "I'm keeping receipts" thing, and we were making fun of him. So for him to get the get the dunk on. 
I'm down. And I was talking to a guy the other day and I said, you know, I think Salah is probably like the 25th best coach in the world, which is kind of tough because it's like, you'll never like be good enough to really like win, but you're a really good coordinator. So which one do you want to do? Cause like technically you're good enough to be a head coach, but for him to get that win, I like the guy that made me very happy. And Flacco now 18 and three career against the Browns. So damn, should have taken that to account. We should have definitely looked into that. But, um, yeah, it was a crazy game. Like, there was just so much going on. It was hard to hard to manage. But, yeah, like you said, Flacco masterpiece. And I just think the whole Chubb thing is so stupid with the, like, yeah, we should have went down. It's like, like maybe have confidence in your defense that they can stop Joe Flacco with, with a yeah. minute 30 left. Exactly. That's like, how seriously. Like, we're really going to be like, no, Chubb, you know what? We're a little scared of Flacco with a minute 30. Maybe, maybe take, you know, go down. That's just so silly. Like, you're taking the points. Like, I... I don't know. It's it's it was weird. So I don't know why they're getting on them for that. But um, I'm glad. I'm glad that the Jets honestly came back and won that game. The Browns are just a putrid franchise. So yeah, they, they, I mean, um, they if anyone saw it. the stuff going around today, it was just a joke. Those fans are horrible. So I'm happy that I'm happy the Jets came back. Yes, I think we all are. It was it was a tough look for the Browns fans. Who you know, this is just not the hill you want to die on, in my opinion. Yeah, but. They're choosing to die on it, and they're going to make themselves very dislikable by doing so. I saw this stat that said in the last 2,229 consecutive games that teams led by at least 13 with two minutes to go, they won. 2,229 in a row. And then today there was the first loss yeah. in that many, which shows how remarkable this comeback was. It was really one in a million. And... The Browns, honestly, offensively, I don't think Jacoby Brissett is good. I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. So for him to have, I think he was 220. He had a touchdown. Nick Chubb had three touchdowns. Amari Cooper had 100 yards. To waste that game, you're not going to do better offensively than that. That's yeah. just shameful. That well, was terrible. And that, and that pick at the end was horrible. That was a really bad pick at the end where, I mean, I don't even know who he was trying to throw to, but um, I don't, I think they were trying to get, you know, yardage, field goal range, field goal range and then probably call the timeout. But man, that was, that was a really bad pick he threw at the end. And, you know, he was like all pissed. He was, you know, yelling the F word. Um, I don't want to swear on the podcast, but let's go. Um, you know, Thank he was you. yelling, <laughs> yelling on the, on the sidelines and stuff. And it's just, it's Stefanski was like losing his mind. Like yeah. he was like, what, what has happened? Like he was talking to the ref. It's like, dude, don't talk to the ref. Like there's nothing to talk about. Like the game's over. Like you guys, like yeah, yeah, you messed it. So, um, yeah, it was a wild game. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame it on, I mean, Brissett, if, if you could ask Stefanski before the game, like, you know, you're, you're going to get 30 points from Jacoby Brissett. He's taking that all day. Yeah. So I think Stefanski is probably the main one to blame. Like if you're relying on Jacoby Brissett to make up for like yeah. a 17 point, you know, whatever it was, 14 points that you're, uh, oh. that the other team scored in the last two minutes. And you're like, okay, I need you to like go up and go up like down the field in like a minute <laughs> yeah. and score for us here. Then at some point you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, that's probably not a situation I should have put myself in. He yeah. looks at the kicker. He's like, all right, like you hit from 58 last week. How about we try like yeah. 64? Like, yeah. You think you yeah. can manage that? <laughs> we'll get you to that line. We'll get you to the 46 <laughs> and then you can yeah. bomb it down. But yeah, I was happy to see the Jets get away and that, that did uh, cheer me up a little bit. Speaking of teams, I was happy to see get a win. This is the first that this has happened, but I was very happy to see the Dallas Cowboys emerge with a 20-17 to 17 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. And we can say this because Adam's not here. The Cowboys, I love them going into today. Their defense is good. 
I'm going to say it because Adam's not here. Micah Parsons is maybe the best mm-hmm. defensive player in the league. Not named TJ Watt. I'm going to have to say that to keep my Steeler fan card, but he might be better than him too. He changed the game today. And Lyle Collins, I don't know if you remember this, when he signed with the Bengals, he said to Joe Burrow, I'm your new bodyguard. You're not getting touched anymore. I think the Cowboys had seven sacks today. So that was a little bit of a tough look for the former guy who was doing false starts because Micah Parsons was against him. He was so panicked that he would false start. I think it happened multiple times. So tough look, but down goes Joe B and nobody's upset about it. Specifically Owen. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. Uh, I don't care who it is. It could be literally the Patriots versus the Bengals. And I'm going to, I would put every Patriots jersey on in the world. To root against Joe Burrow because I hate that guy. Um, but I think more 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 so the story is probably the Cowboys defense. Like Micah Parsons, there was one play, I think it was in the fourth quarter, uh, like halfway through the fourth, where he came off the edge uh, on like a bull rush and he just like either the tag, I think it was the tackle or the guard, he like literally like shoved him. It looked like it should have been like I don't even know, like a penalty or something because of how aggressive he was. But he like the guy flew back. Like it's like this 300 pound lineman. Um, like I've never seen a guy like he's just like a, a specimen. It's it's unbelievable. So they did a good job with him. Uh, and then the Bengals. I mean, look, I've been saying it since their Super Bowl, you know, since they were in the Super Bowl. Like people were saying they're going to be back. They're not going to be back. I don't think they'll ever play in another Super Bowl. This team or with you know as it's currently with Joe Burrow and like this core, they're never going to be back. Let's go. I, uh, I'm looking take. forward to them being a basement team. As am I. For the rest of my life. I really, yeah. I'm hoping for a strong seven and ten from them this year. I think that would be great. I, w- I would really relish seeing that, especially because you know when they get their first win, whenever that is, it, they they're gonna save all the things. They're gonna post everything <clears throat> that they saved from the first couple weeks. It's gonna be like, oh, Icy Joe is back. No, they're although can four. I can I say, I do need Joe Bro to be like still do annoying things because it might get to a point where it's like people kind of forget about him and he gets bad enough to where I. F- I can't really hate him. Mm. So I need him to still like, maybe I'll listen to his podcast with Colin or something <laughs> like that. So I can just hear more cringy things and still hate the guy. You need him to win next week is what you need. He needs to go yeah. one and two and then we can start yeah, the change true. again. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got to blame. Well, he blamed the appendicitis he had. Did he really? Uh, the appendix oh, right. surgery. Um, <laughs> so classic. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he could go on four and they'd be like, well, you know, the appendix kind of messed with him. Mm-hmm. So we can't really blame him. But yeah, like Alex Kappa this, right, right? He went to the Bengals, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Lyle Collins this, like, holy crap. Like that was a horrible performance. And like the Bengals offense, which was electric last year, is has looked pretty bad. Um, so far in the start of the season, the defense can't stop anything. So I'm kind of I'm hype. I, I like the Cowboys because of Cooper Rush. Like I I really don't like Dak, but I really like Cooper Rush, so I'm pretty happy. Um, and people were hating on my guy Skip. Hey, Skip Skip Bayless said that um that Cooper Rush was as good, if not better, than Dak. And they got the Giants and the Commanders lined up for the next two weeks. So Cooper Rush is going to go 3 and 0. He's going he might go 3 and 0. And then, you know, when Dak comes back, it's like, well, a QB controversy. A QB controversy which I am hella down for. So, um it's looking good. There's something about Cooper Rush like the way he's kind of like Andy Dalton like in his face. Like he's got the same look. He's also ginger. Mm-hmm. It's it's he throws a nice ball. <laughs> Let's go, Alex. Hype <laughs> him up. I love to I hear love, that. I think I love he throws a nice ball. He's not the worst quarterback I've ever seen. No. Like he, that's yeah. what I'll give him credit for cuz usually the backups come in I want them to be bad enough to where like I can want a jersey of how bad they are. But he's pretty good. He's not like the worst quarterback ever. So I think Dallas's defense is capable enough to keep them in games. And like last week, Tampa Bay, 
I thought Dallas's defense did a good job against him, so that's why I like him going into this week. And Micah Parsons, uh, the last thing I'll say is, like you were saying, on his body type is so strange to do the things that he does. Like Von Miller was skinny in his, like his younger days. And I was like, wow, this is crazy because he looks like he's like 230, 240 against the line. But Micah Parsons is like a different kind of skinny. I don't know if it's because he yeah. wears number 11 and that's the skinniest number going. But to do the things he does is in- incredible. And I'm only going to say yeah. this because Adam's not here. And Trayvon Diggs did a good job today too against Chase. I yeah, think Chase had only that, had 54 yards. He had that yards. giant tackle too in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I was like super impressed. Third Ch- down. Chase was talking smack yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like Chase was talking smack before the game against Trayvon Diggs, saying like he's actually not that good. Like he's always like trying to bite the route. Like he had a good game. He did. He did. Yeah, Shout he out did. to them. Good for the good for the Cowboys. Good for McCarthy. We'll see what they cook up next week against the Giants on Monday Night Football when we have to watch all four quarters of mm-hmm. Danny Dimes against Cooper Rush, which is going to be great. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay got the win today, twenty to ten against the Saints in one of the absolute worst football games I've ever seen for the first three quarters. The three three duel. It was really they were going at it. They yep. were trading punches on punts. That's really how it was going. And then they traded physical punches with Mike Evans <laughs> and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. The second well, half of the game actually wasn't that bad. It spiced up. Yeah, a it spiced bit. up. You got to give him some credit for that. But the big story I think is the fight. I saw the Mike Evans clip where he said to the ref it's tom brady what do you want me to do like okay a little bit cringe like maybe don't say that out loud just think it in your head because obviously you know you have to protect tom brady he's tom brady but you don't have to say it out loud especially when you're like probably going to the hall of fame yourself like maybe don't admit that out loud but can you imagine if someone went out as like family member he'd probably let him be in jail he'd be like like, oh go ahead it's not tom brady i don't need to do anything but my main question coming from the from the brawl is why is Bruce Arians still on the field? Like, well, I was going to ask you that. Well, if you guys saw the video, there's video evidence. <laughs> so what happened was Bruce Arians was on the sidelines. He saw the fight happen, and he sent he sent Mike Evans like an attack dog. He basically <laughs> said go, and it, you can just see Mike Evans in the video as soon as Bruce says go. Yep. Mike Evans is sprinting like 100 miles an hour and just like crushes the Saints guy. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know why he was actually on the sideline, but you can see yeah. that he kind of made, he told Mike Evans, he's like, all right, let's go. He's Get the him. fight coordinator. <laughs> he's the fight coordinator, dude. <laughs> like, So he anticipated the kind of fight happening. I'm just shocked as to why he's there. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Well, Tom Brady loves him. Yeah, totally. That's he didn't have the C4, which was tough. Yeah. He's got to have the C4. He does Like, it's tough. not the same without the C4. It's not the same when he doesn't look like the Unabomber on the sideline. <laughs> but, I mean, he's there with his kind of flak jacket. He's still kept the hat, which you got to respect. He, that's just yeah. his look. Yeah. Guys have their look, and that's his. He picked it, and I have to ride for that. But He's still looking red, too. Like, super red. red. Hello, red. <laughs> you know he loves yeah. his summers in South Carolina or wherever. Yeah. He just goes to Florida for the winter. It's the, he's got the best job in the world. But if I yeah, was Todd Bowles, I would kind of be a little mad. Like maybe get off the sideline. I'm the coach. You're the old. Yeah, coach. I don't know how that works. Like Coughlin wasn't on the field when he was managing the Jags. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of the same thing. And Bruce Arians does even less than Coughlin did for the Jags. So I don't know. But it took a while to get Tom Brady going today. He's like uh, it's like an old car almost. You just got to <laughs> give him a little and bit to get the highway. Boy, was Tom yelling at his teammates. Holy oh, smokes. Yeah. He is, Man, uh, I love Tom as a competitive guy and stuff, but like I don't know. Like I get like getting at your guys to get them focused and that sort of thing, but I think like there's a time where you just like overdo it and then they're just like scared at that point that you're going to yell at them. 
I think so. Like well, he was, he's going to yell at them no matter what. Cause yeah. that's just the mindset he has right now. He's yeah. very emotional, which is kind of strange. Like I just want him to relax a little bit. I said, Dallas, stop taking your marital problems out on the people around you. Focus that and fix the relationship yourself. Speculative comment, but whatever. Owen, you have anything on this game and emotional Tom? Uh, I mean, I missed all the good parts, so I don't have a lot on that. But I did see a lot of clips of him screaming and throwing iPads, which, at you know, it's cool, like, you know, from time to time, it's like he to show you care. But I feel like it's like a recurring theme with him where I agree, like, he needs to, to chill out a little bit because clearly, like, he's got a lot of sway with the team and, like, everybody respects him. So I think maybe, you know maybe he could use this as like a way to practice like dealing with his own kids, yeah. you know, like maybe help the relationship with the work on the relationship with like Mike Evans and like Godwin and your line. And then maybe it'll carry over to like Giselle, you know, maybe. you're not going to be, yeah. Maybe she'll notice. Just an idea for him. I just yeah. pictured Tom at home. He's like, the kids didn't eat the crust on the sandwich today. And then he just chucks the <laughs> iPad. Yeah. He's like <laughs> screaming in the kitchen. He's like, shit, eat your cucumbers. I feel like Tom is that type of competitor, dude. Do you he's know how much this quinoa milk costs? God damn it. You didn't even drink half the, half the glass. <laughs> My favorite thing about Tom is on the mic up how high pitched his voice gets. It's so funny oh, to me yeah. every time. He's just uh, like a little shriek. Like I can uh-huh. perfectly mimic the screaming he does on the field when they cut to it. He's like, damn it. You're not blocking anybody. <laughs> that was a little Kermit the Frog. Yeah, that was, was a little Kermit. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not so that good. high pitched, but you guys get the point. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. Um, the defense is doing a brunt of the work for Tampa Bay too. I think they had, they had like, it felt like they had eight interceptions today. Yeah, James. Oh, yeah. I mean, going up against Jameis, that's no surprise, but still. Yeah, I saw Devin White's comment said, we've played with him before. He knew We knew he was going to give us the ball, which was kind of a subtweet, but he's not been there a long time, so nobody yeah. really cares. He's also playing with four fractures in his back, which I don't know how okay. you're yeah, I'm not too sure standing where... with yeah. four fractures in your back. Maybe sit down. I don't want to say give the ball to Taysom Hill, but maybe give the ball to Taysom Hill at this point. It's... It's funny because they'll. I feel like, like they some of them think we're like stupid with the like like the fractures and the, they'll be like, well, he has actual like neurological damage in his spine, but he'll start. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. like uh, okay, like yeah. uh-huh. I don't know about that. Maybe take a rest. It's yeah. okay. It's week two against the Bucks. You'll be fine. Um, Odell Beckham was at this game, doing I, his like college yeah. recruiting. Yeah, it's a little strange. Mm. I saw him daffing up Tom before the game. It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a dots guy, but he was at the Rams last week. Now he's at the Bucks game. I don't know. I gotta say, OBJ's probably got some sick street cred because, like, I don't think he's inviting himself to these. Like, he's got some boys probably on all these teams. Like, he's been on the sidelines of a lot of teams where he's just like dapping up everybody, just chilling on the sidelines, hyping up the Bills, hyping up the Rams, hyping up the Saints, the Bucks. Like he. I feel like people love him in the NFL. I think so. He's trying to be like a little, like a LeBron, like a yeah. fan of everybody. Maybe yeah. he's just like, yeah. he should do the Rob Lowe and just wear the NFL hat. Maybe just be a free sure. agent for your life. Like He'd probably I, pull that off too. He'd he be could. good with that. He, he's like, I love this league so much, I'm not going to choose a team. I'm just going to rep the league. I'm going to be a brand ambassador yeah. like Drake with the Raptors. Washington Commanders took the loss today in Detroit. I would like to come out on this opinion. That I was a drunk game. It, it was a drunk game. 22 to nothing at half then the commanders just kept fighting back but i would like to come out on this opinion you can agree or disagree i think both these teams are okay i don't think either one is that bad that's my opinion 
and I'm sticking with it. I don't think the Durs are nearly as bad as I thought. I think Carson Wentz gets a lot of hate, but he's he threw three touchdowns today. Some passes are bad, yes, but I'm still a stockholder, and I will continue to be. I think the Commanders are not bad, and I can't wait to pick them next week against the Eagles. Just letting you know that right now. Well, <laughs> respect. Respect. Thank I'm you. not ready to commit yet. I'm a little scared of Carson Wentz because, like, he'll play great, but, I mean, with the, you know, six touchdowns, he'll throw over seven interceptions. Um, so that's a little scary to me. Ron Rivera's still their coach. Um, but I am really, really liking the Lions. Like, I'm buying as much Lions stock as I can. Like, it's gone up. Like, I'm not getting into that cheap value anymore. But, um, but yeah, I thought, like, I thought the minus one was... You know, I thought the Lions should have been higher, honestly. I thought they, you know, played a pretty tight game. You know, ended up making it interesting with the Eagles last week. Um, we were talking, you know, you and I were talking today. Like, Jared Goff is not, like, that bad. Like, he like he was just getting so much hate. Like, he was on the worst team for two years. And people are like, well, Jared Goff's, like, horrible. Well, I mean, I think you could put, like, Aaron Rodgers on the Lions, and they'd also be pretty bad. So, um, they're finally building, like, a respectable roster. I think the defense is decent. Um Jeff Okuda, their cornerback, he's actually looking decent. Um, he had a pretty good week one and two. So, um, you know, Finally. the offense is looking – Swift is looking like, you know, probably like breakout running back of the year. Um, so, you got a great coach. And I just think like the, the – You're going a little too far. <laughs> the, I, I'm loving the Lions, dude. I think they're going to be one of those like teams it. that are going to cover the spread a lot. Like, especially yeah. if they're underdogs. I think they're going to make a lot of – they're going to have a lot of tight games this year. So, I'm loving the Lions. Yeah, I love the Lions too. I like, I mean, Dan Campbell's been my favorite coach in the NFL, yeah. so I'm going to back you up on that one. Swift looks really good. Uh, and their line is like, is like quite good. I think people like sleep on the fact that I think they have one of the stronger offensive lines yeah. in the entire league. I think they were down opinion. three starters today, and Williams was over five yards a carry, and Swift barely touched yeah. the ball because of his injury, and he was still dominating. Like their line is that good. They had backups in today. Yeah. And their backups are like old, like like old balding men. Like it's not like they have <laughs> yeah the know, white guy number have, seventy. <laughs> yeah, and obviously they have um you know Sewell, but like their their line's really good. They have some good pieces. They're like they're building something that's going to be really good. I don't know how good they'll be this year. I think um you know if things keep up, they'll be competitive in most games they play. But I I think there's definitely a high. They're on a very nice upward trajectory. I will say that. I would say so. I think the best thing they've done, aside from their line, is the playmakers. You mentioned Swift. Obviously, Amonra St. Brown had the big game today, 180 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. He looks unstoppable. <clears throat> touchdowns in six straight. Calvin Johnson didn't even do that. And I think it was a Lions record tied with Herman Moore, which is pretty spectacular. They don't even have Jamison Williams, ba- Williams back yet. When they get him back, like you, like you said today, like Goff is not terrible. He's probably like the 22nd best quarterback in the league, which, I mean, again, it's not going to get you anywhere. But like I said to Alex today, if he keeps like getting incrementally smarter year over year and like learning, he could have an Alex Smith type of career mm-hmm. where he finds yeah. himself as a starter for a long time. That's what I think of him. He's been in big games. He made the Super Bowl one year. I know, you know, that team was pretty good, but. Yeah. And it's not like he's like Jimmy Garoppolo where he's some, you know, soft arm quarterback. He's you know the reason he's picked number one he has physical gifts i think it's more the mental side of things Mm -hmm. i think so too so i am looking forward to seeing what the lines do this year i I, i'm with you guys but i think the durs i think people are sleeping i think this team has some talent as well so 
I'm riding. I'm mm-hmm. still holding my Wentz stock. I might have even bought some more today after the worst interception. Ooh. I'll just pick some more up because you know the one bad passing day is when you can get the stock mm-hmm. cheap. Speaking sure. of stock cheap, does anybody want to buy in on Matt Ryan, who has uh, wow. put together one of the all-time worst performances today? 180 yards, three picks, no touchdowns. Looked and moved like an 85-year-old man. It was really tough to watch him go around, and there was no Michael Pittman. What I don't understand is how you can come into this game on the road, divisional opponent, you're favored, you don't have your best receiver, and you cook up 10 total touches for Jonathan Taylor. I don't understand how that's even possible. I think that's just reprehensible actions, putting the ball in Matt Ryan's hands for that long. So I thought it was a pretty embarrassing effort, and if I was uh, Jim Irsay, my boy, I would be considering some action after that game personally. Well, I don't know what the Colts are doing anymore. Like, I mean, every I think this is four straight seasons now that they've had a different starting quarterback, and they just keep going with like this. Like, I don't know. They just keep going with some weird, weird quarterbacks. And um, like you said, I don't know. Like, I don't care if you're playing from behind in Jacksonville. It doesn't matter. Like, you still run the ball. I don't know. And they didn't even he half of those carries came with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. When they saw, they're like, "Holy crap, we're." There's a great chance we're losing this game. We're going to get shut out. Um, And the fact they got shut out is just absolutely embarrassing. Um, You know, Matt, as good as their offensive line was, I mean, Matt Ryan was running for his life quite a bit. Um, But, you know, he had a really hard time getting out of the pocket, you know, evading tackles. Well, that's because he's old and he spent the last 15 years getting bullied. Exactly. Exactly. Like him. Oh, my God. He was running like I I swear Peyton Manning was running faster in 26, 2015. Um, (laughs) Like Matt Ryan looked really, really bad. And I get they didn't have Michael Pittman, but um, I thought I thought the Jags pick was a lock. Like the Jags are looking really good. Jags are looking really good. Trevor Lawrence, I'm happy for him. He's looking pretty nice. Um, obviously, we know how last year went. Horrible situation with the coach. Christian Kirk's looking a little bit legit, might I say. Let's myself. Go. Might have been money well spent. Might have boys. been money well spent. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's this this is very weird that the Colts just can't beat the Jags at home. It's crazy. I guess there's like a reason that the market on Matt Ryan was like a fifth round pick. Yeah. <laughs> because I would have. If I was a NFL GM, I would have given up a lot more than that, and I probably would like be out of a job. So, shout out to I guess the NFL market because Matt Ryan's really bad. And I've I was saying this I think to Phil last week is like I've been thinking that he sucks, um, but I'm just I've been scared to drop the take because it seems like like it seems like he should be good. Like it seems like everything tells me that he's good, but he just doesn't pass the eye test. So there's like that there's that kind of conflict. Um, but yeah, I really don't think he's a good quarterback and I would be shocked if their coach lasts a f- any, you know, a few more, if there's a, even one or two more games like this, I, I don't think Jim Irsay is the type of coach or the type of uh, owner to have the patience to deal with this for much longer, especially the Jags. Cause we know how he feels about losing to the Jags. He, he does not like losing to the Jags. <laughs> he'll, no. he'll tweet though, you know, um, coaching change. We have fired Frank Reich. <laughs> Um, he will. Oh, he'll laugh, tweet he that. Will. He will. He, he'd be the guy to break <laughs> the news. Oh, you know they actually get a great game. They get the Chiefs to, uh, next week. Yeah. So oh, great bounce back week. I wrote down their next four. It's at Chiefs, home Titans, at Broncos, home Jags. So by the time they get the chance for revenge against the Jags, I think they might have a new quarterback, coach. a new coach. Yeah. Might be tough, but there's still a chance for revenge down the line. So keep your eyes Who's on. Who's their that. backup? Oh, I think it's Sam Eason. Eason. 
or Jacob Eason. No, it's, uh, yeah, Sam yeah, Ellinger. It's something. E something. Yeah. Sam or Jacob, one of those white names, and, and, and e. that's that's what it is. <laughs> oh, Nick Foles. Oh, that's right. He's their oh, backup. No he should be Nick in next Fo week. Yeah, dude. that's <laughs> what I'm saying. What's the difference between Nick Foles and Matt Ryan? There is one's none. better than the other. Yeah. Nick Foles is better yeah. than Matt Ryan. I'm telling you that right yeah. now. If you if Adam still wants the Colts to make the Super Bowl. They, he should be cheering for them to put in Nick Foles, yes. to be honest yes. with you. Because that's the only solution I'm seeing for this to get salvaged. Trevor Lawrence, though, I'm I'm in. Yeah. I, I'm in. This guy's this guy, he's got the I don't want to say Midwest ethos, that's Collins thing, but maybe starter ethos, mm -hmm. starter energy. Right. You can just it resudes off of him. He he's a real uh, composed cat when he yeah. doesn't have a absolute like jackass running the team. So works out for him nicely. I don't really want to talk about the Patriots Steelers game, but I guess we have to. Um, yeah, it's never good <laughs> when you make Nelson Aguilar look like Randy Moss, and uh, that's what we did today. The offense—I mean, the game itself was putrid. It set the sport back like a hundred years. Watching those two offenses go at it, they should have been wearing leather helmets, to be honest, with how this game was played. <laughs> It was absolutely a, abysmal watch. There was holes in the field. The field quality was bad. The quarterbacks were both not good. And it's like the chunk plays swing the game, and the Steelers are against the chunk plays. The Oshevsky drops the punt because it hits him literally between the eyes. The, the Patriots guy fields the ball on the five. It rolls into the end zone because he doesn't have possession. It's not a safety. The, the chunk Aguilar play, I'm not feeling very good. I'm not feeling good at all because if we were able to walk all over the Bengals I, on defensively, I don't know how we can't stop the run for the Patriots. I don't know how that happens. Well, so, no TJ too. Yeah, well, yeah. that plays some factor, I'm sure. But still, we you got to be able to overcome this. This is just I'm I'm low. I'm low. Losing to the Patriots I, at home is tough. Can I ask you, Phil? How much do you? How much of this do you lay at the feet of uh, Bisky? I don't think Mitch. he's very good unfortunately which is yeah, which is too might. bad but i would like him to be good but Me unfortunately too. it might not have all been matt Nagy's fault unfortunately it's looking like matt Nagy wasn't totally incompetent well he was but like not to the not point totally. where he ruined trubisky yeah. so i don't know it was a tough game it, it really i'm low if you couldn't already tell and owen lost his lock he had the steelers i'm sorry i take personal accountability it was close thank you thank you for that Yes. I mean, every chance to win the game, it's just sitting there and you just can't get a stop. You can't move the ball. It was a game that was decided pretty much by field position, which is about all you need to know about the quality of this game. It was like, where can we punt this ball to to get us better <laughs> defensive position on the next time we yeah. pick up the ball? It was yeah. tough. How many times can we like flip the field here? That's exactly what we were game. looking for. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. our punter is Presley Harvin. So we're not flipping the field <laughs> very often. Guy. He's more there as like a look at this guy. Yeah. It's like a circus. <laughs> so how many <laughs> picks can Minka get yeah. for us to have a chance? Yeah. Oh, man. Not ever enough. San Francisco got the win. But the big news is Trey Lance oh. is hurt. And actually, let's do the lock-off first. There was a lock-off. Alex, unfortunately, lost the lock-off. He looks just down in the dumps right now. Alex just looks absolutely viciously depressed once I bring that up. But Adam got the win. He was correct. But Jimmy G is in now. Trey Lance is out. He broke his ankle. He's out for the season. And I felt like watching it, it was almost one of those things where you could feel the swing. You could feel everything changing when Jimmy gets his helmet. And not only for the time being, but honestly, Trey Lance's career. Because mm. if he doesn't have this year, 
and Jimmy G does well this year because the Niners are built to do well this year, then why wouldn't the Niners just keep Jimmy G as opposed to running back Trey Lance off an injury, off of still trying to teach him how to play? Why wouldn't they just send him somewhere, cut their losses, and keep Jimmy after all that if Jimmy does well? That's what I would say. So I felt like it was a total swing, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. I just, that's my take. Yeah, it's odd. I mean, I think Jimmy G might be, he's definitely going to be better for them at this point. Like, to me, every, from everything I've seen from Trey Lance, he's not, you know, he has a long, he has a long ways to go. So I understand the tough spot they're in, but at the same time, you know, you drafted this guy, I would assume for a reason. And I'm sure they saw and they're still seeing flashes of what they hope to get out of him. So I think they just have to balance, like, how much do you want to invest in his development versus how much do you want to, like, win this year? Because Jimmy G probably gives them the greater chance of doing that. But it depends on what you want, like, in a year, two years, three years down the road, because clearly Jimmy G is not that guy. So, you know, it's a tough call for them. It really is. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've tried to, you know, dissect the 49ers quarterback situation. It's really hard. It's almost as hard as like the running back situation cuz I don't know like like you even said when Jimmy G came in, you're like Shanahan is happy as hell. Yeah. Um, not obviously not for Trey Lance's injury, but like Jimmy G still gives them a good chance to win and like they didn't, you know, trade him, which is I mean turned out to be good. Um I don't think I still don't think they can go long term with Jimmy because you still didn't invest all this stuff in Trey and then kind of just like giving up on him now is I don't know not as much a bad look as it is just like you invested in this guy you've tried to build your team around this guy but it's really really bad for Trey Lance's development and like you know he need he needs these years to you know learn and, and get in and you know he might start playing safe now like he, he's a quarterback that likes to run takes the hits he's a big guy does that change the way he plays now, this injury that he had? I mean, it's a very, very gruesome injury. He's up for the year. Um, you know, how much training will he be able to get in the offseason, that sort of thing. So it, it's definitely going to – it sucks to say. I feel like it's going to stunt his development. But, you know, what the 49ers go with, I have no – like how they decide to, you know, handle the situation, I have no clue. My thing is I really think it was already a big enough risk because their team is so constructed to win right now. So even playing him right now was enough of a risk where you're trying to teach him the game on the fly and you can still contend. But now that he has to not get those reps and then has to recover from an injury, I just feel like they might have to admit to themselves, okay, this is a big project and we don't really have the time to pull it off, which is just it, looking back on that trade is going to be crazy when you think about that because they gave up so much to get there. But I would say in the immediate future, I bet a lot of those guys in that locker room who are near, like George Kittle can't even play week one and two. I doubt he's going to be available week 18. But those type of guys who are nearing the end of their prime are probably thinking to themselves, okay, like this isn't the worst thing that could have happened to us personally. Like obviously it sucks for the guy. But for us personally, this is okay. And I bet a lot of the Niners feel that way, unfortunately. But Keep in mind, Jimmy G's only signed on a one-year contract. So if he plays well, like uh, he's not going to be taking the cheap money he took this year. Yeah. So once again, you're in a weird situation. Do yes. we pay Jimmy or do we go with Trey Lance, who is still after you know two, three years now a question mark. Mm-hmm. So. And Jimmy G's the type of guy, I would say maybe he's really motivated to do really well and sign for big money with the Colts or something. Yeah. But we've also seen Jimmy G is one of those guys who, you know, 
he seems like a motion of the ocean type of guy. Sure, I'll be a backup for a year. Like yep. he seems like that type of carry himself. So I don't know that he's going to be super motivated, but we'll yep. see. It's interesting. The Seahawks. I think they they showed their true colors a little bit today. I think they might be frisky at home because the crowd definitely plays a factor. But Pete Carroll, I saw the story this morning that did you see for the preseason, the first thing he did at training camp was he played a documentary about the 1972 Dolphins who went undefeated. And he said, we could do the same thing. Nice. Nice. With uh, DJ Mm. Dallas throwing a DK Metcalf. That was one of the worst uh, plays. With, uh, you know... First and first and goal. The four running back, no quarterback play was was wow out of, out of this world. And then that the was announcer was like, "Well, you know, DJ Dallas and DK are trying to get on the same page. Same page." I'm like, "You better not try that ever again." <laughs> yes, that was a that was a worse pick. That ball had no gas on it. Never do the DJ Dallas, Kenneth Walker, Rashad Penny play again. Never, so, never do it so again bad. with Geno Smith on the sideline. That was incredible. I liked how the announcer just gave it the that one wasn't finished cooking and they should have definitely left it in there. I would say, yep, <laughs> there's no better way I could have said it. Um, the Giants beat the Panthers today, 19-16. to 16. Big, big win. Alex had the Panthers. Owen, did you have the Panthers? I did. So yeah, how are you good. feeling right now? Do you feel like like an idiot maybe? Uh, I don't know. I, like It was close. I, I, would, I would think I was more of an idiot if I had more thought that went into it. But it was almost like just like a coin flip. It was almost like, like, either the same team. You're just so, like, ooh, like I'll just pick one, whatever. Yeah. Who's getting uh, yeah. the points? I yeah. was I was believing the Panthers hype, so that's why I took them. I was like, you know, there's no way they go zero and two. And I was because it was I thought well, it was going to be a classic Giants where like huge win against the Titans at home, and then like the Panthers come <laughs> in and like blow the wheels off the Giants, <laughs> which like that's happened like a million times before. So I was like, ah, should I really trust the giants now? It was really hard to like, see who, who to trust. But I mean, it was close at the end. Like Baker is uh, a horrible quarterback. So, um, <laughs> Owen, Owen made a good point where like, if he turns his back on the plane, he's like running out of the pocket. He cannot hit anybody. Um, it's just going out of bounds. He threw a few. Yeah. He just throws it out of bounds. And then even like his, the ball he throws is so bad. He had Robbie Anderson, like wide open. There wasn't a defender within like, like 10 feet of him and he just threw it like a meter in front of him robbie anderson's going like what the hell dude make baker's what, what really bad he's still can i just one one point on baker it i don't know how he got this impression that he's like lamar jackson or kyler murray because he thinks he's faster than everyone on the field like it could literally be first read isn't there and there's like somebody like that kind of is like starting to shed a block and he's like okay so this is all me without him and he'll like he'll like <laughs> roll out and try and scrabble for the first down or whatever like he thinks he's runs like a four five it's ridiculous to me or whatever like a four four it's crazy it's so funny because I, as a very poor to below average athlete in my mind i could do what he does i could see myself yeah. doing it it's like i see him getting the break if i buy myself two seconds he's going to be more open but uh, you don't take into account that like throwing while you're moving is harder and you're also getting chased <laughs> and you also have to jump a little bit because you're short so everything works against him in that thought process which i said to alex today he's, he's born to be a panther i don't know what it is but it's just such a seamless fit of incompetence it works out beautifully that he's on that team matt rule is absolutely terrible i'm I'm here to stand on this yeah. hill i think he would be a good college coach if he went back but that stuff earlier this week about if we average 7.7 yards of play in the last 25 minutes or whatever that was and then today i saw the stat that he's 10 and 25 for his career he's lost nine in a row they've led in 17 of their last 19 games and they've only won five 
it's it, and today was like the pure difference of coaching to me because Daniel Jones I don't know if you noticed he also sucks he could have thrown maybe three interceptions today I don't think he threw one but it's the way that the Giants play is so safe because they know they like they can't pass a limit with the Danny Dimes I think he had like 12 rushes as well so they're clearly designing this game to just keep him out of trouble and keep him to make less and less decisions they're kind of doing like the Garoppolo yes which is smart because he's terrible and they're buying time till they get their next quarterback but the Panthers are unhinged. They make so many stupid mistakes, <laughs> and it's all coaching quality to me because Dayball is like very. I, I think mm. he's very on the ball. I think yeah. that guy is a very good coach. To watch what he's getting out of this Giants team that has nothing, like he's written Kenny Galladay out of the game plan. I yep. think he played one snap today. Yep. He's the most expensive receiver in the league. He just doesn't care. That's a guy who's got the locker room. If you're able to do that, Matt Rule could never. Saved, That's my point. saved Saquon till the second half of the game. And they just unleashed him. him, and then and then they crushed the Panthers running the ball. Um, so like the I, I did it once. I'm never doing it again. The Baker Mayfield Matt Rule um combo is deadly. Like I'm not going yeah. near that again. <laughs> it's that literally is, poison. It is literally poison. So I'm not go, I'm not touching that ever again. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all the way in on Dable though because if you think about last year when he had Josh Allen, he could Josh Allen could not be more different from daniel jones yeah like they could they're like that's like night and day as a quarterback and i think it's like one of the hallmarks of a really good coach is they're able to adjust to their personnel and that's something matt rule just does not do in my opinion like when you look at the other side of the ball like to me it's like it could be sam donald in there it could be cam newton in there it could be it could be um you know baker and it looks like they're going to play the same way like there's still going to be a bunch of like you know rollouts and play actions it's the same type of game plan to me so I, uh, I'm all the way in on Dable and all the way out of Matt Rule. You know, you know what's coach. really cool? He went from arguably, in some people's mind, like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and having like a really good dynamic offense to not even close to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but one of the best running backs in the NFL. And I'm not saying their offense is, you know, 2019 Chiefs, <laughs> but they're still making it work. Like I, I still think he's smart with how they're running the offense, and he's using he's using um his strengths, which is Barkley, and and, and Barkley's been terrific in the first two games. So it's it, like smart guy, man. Yes, and, and I he's watched, adapting, like Owen said. Matt Rule doesn't adapt; Dable does. I watch the Panthers, and I think they have good players. I think their defense is good. I think they're like some of the offensive yes. weapons, not the quarterback, but the running backs and the receivers are pretty good. Yeah, and. They, they get nothing out of them. It's like they can't produce, they can't work them all together to uplift the team when they have enough talent. It's like the opposite with the Giants. I know Kadarius Tony didn't play today. He's a guy who matters for them because, the, again, they use their guys to their strengths, and that's a guy who looked good in week one because you put him in positions to succeed. So I don't know. I'm all the way out on the Panthers, and things I might be all the way out on as well, Nate Hackett and the Broncos, I think oh, I might be mercy. done. The sequence today in the third quarter, if you missed it, I can describe it for you. It was third and one, and they were at about the 45. They ran a handoff to the tight end, who got stuffed. Then oh. he, he, he'd he already, mind you, twice in the game, he had fourth downs that he had to call timeouts on twice because he couldn't decide whether to go for it or kick oh, within the play clock. God. He took 20 seconds because he didn't want to take a timeout, put out the field goal unit, and then they took delay a game because it took him forever to decide to go on the field. So they went back five yards, and then he punted. It was like, 
oh, yeah. this is just total incompetence. It was it was baffling to Incredible. watch. Incredible. It was really wow. sheer incompetence. I, I was stunned watching it. I don't know that he'll make it, was, it to the end of the season if he keeps it up because it, you can just see the unintelligence. It's it's glaring. Did you, did, <laughs> and we think uh, McCarthy's bad. <laughs> with clock management. Well, McCarthy was McCarthy was like, he wrote the book. He wrote the book for Nathaniel Hackett, eh? On a McCarthy note, on like a, this was classic clock management, timeout management. McCarthy he called his last timeout with like to like set up a play with like ten seconds left. Oh yeah, like, before oh, yeah. the kick. And then they had to get Cooper Rush so on them. They had to run like a rollout with like a like a like a pitch handoff to to Tony Pollard, and they were like sprinting to the line. <laughs> yeah. To clock it with one second left, so they could they could kick the field. And Tony Romo yeah, is talking you through it. He's like, "Guys, don't panic. They're gonna get there. Four seconds, three <laughs> yeah. seconds. Like, are they gonna get it off? Well, there he goes. Can, can I say though, the uh, the Broncos fans were making fun of him because they started like chanting the clock, like they were yeah. like counting down for Nathaniel Hackett to like let him know like how much time's left because because oh, of yeah. those blown blown uh, blown calls. I mean, it was it, it was putrid. Think... If you get the chance to watch the sequence of the tight end handoff, which first of all made no sense. Oh my god. It was the worst play ever. And then the announcers go, that guy's only had one career handoff, college or NFL. I was like... What? I think it was his only other touch. He's only had one touch or something oh like that. Oh, my goodness. The Broncos look bad in general, though. Like, I know, like, the coach is a big part of the... Obviously, getting the boys ready and stuff. But, like, Russell Wilson does not look good. The no. running game does not look good. Like, I mean, they made the Texans look like a pretty good team. <laughs> it was 16-9. to nine. Even... Even his last touchdown pass was like the biggest duck. It looked like something I would throw. Like the ball wasn't even like close yeah. to a spiral. Like, well, you know, he placed it well, I guess. But like, golly, it looked bad. It might be a disaster in Denver, unfortunately. Like this could be an yeah. ugly season. God I wish I had seen Please the signs, no. man. I wish yeah. I'd seen him because that would have been a great <laughs> prediction if you called it. Well, Alex, you picked him to go like eight and nine. Like if you, no, <laughs> I did not like the Broncos, dude. I was telling you guys, I I didn't like the Broncos. Yeah. I'm taking this one. They did Chalk not have Sertan and Judy for most of the game, so maybe that could have played a factor. Those are two pretty good players, but still not a very inspiring effort from the Broncos. The uh, Falcons-Rams game, I think, is our last game, if I'm doing this correctly. So, oh, Bears-Packers or no? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, for people who aren't aware, I mean, we didn't tell anybody, but we're just yeah. we're recording over the game. Well, so. the game's going to finish anyways. Now, yeah. So. I think we did this last year, too, on the same. I think they played. It was like a Bears. I think it was Bears-Packers or Bears-somebody else. Bears-Rams, like, I like think. A, we just started it was, early. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was like 30 to 5 or, or 7 or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. We might have just taped yeah. over. But this one, we kind of had a feeling. We started at halftime. Like it's okay, we're gonna be fine. The Packers were. I think okay. we can miss a half of football. I think that's we, okay. Think <laughs> like like <laughs> with all the games today, <laughs> I think we grinded enough to get that. But the Falcons game, good for the Falcons for keeping it close. More of a Matt Ryan point. It is a little weird that like they replaced him with Mariota and they maybe look better and they yeah. kind of made their team worse. Only thing, only suggestion I have for Mariota, not a like a coach or a quarterback or really like a film grinder, but maybe get Kyle Pitts the ball a little more. He has four catches on yeah. the season, so just yeah. an idea for him. Maybe let's take them out of Zacchaeus's hands and put him into pits that's just my take I agree as a fantasy <laughs> owner I completely agree yeah tough yeah. look but I'm not in on the Rams really it's they a, don't look very good I mean they got to the big lead but then they kind of fell back and I mean good for the Falcons to be honest uh, being serious good for the Falcons because them keeping it close is about as good as they can ask for as long as they can cover that's like it because I don't think they have much really going on there yeah, I, agree. I will say shout out to to Matt Stafford for beating the racism allegations. Yes, because I was really I appreciated that as an out. I've 
Allen Robinson in I think three different leagues, and he started in all three. So I was pretty happy to see him. Well, get I'm just involved. happy for Allen Robinson in general. Like, did he's actually yeah. like he had a good game today? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't yeah. know if he's had a good game in the last three years. <laughs> yeah. Like a like a win, yeah, yeah. a win, uh, um, a, a touchdown. Like it just doesn't happen for him. So I'm I'm just happy for Allen Robinson. Honestly, he looked super happy. He was like dancing <laughs> when he got a touchdown. He looked great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's like if they like wrote him into the game plan this week. He's like, you could do that. What? What? <laughs> he's like, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. targeted looks. He's like, I don't even have this many celebrations ready. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done one of these before, but. Cooper Cup is a is a machine. That guy's like two touchdowns a game guaranteed. It's crazy. Would you say the odds were for him anytime score? It was it like was, minus two hundred or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like it's it's wow. crazy. Yeah, Vegas knows wow. Cooper Cup is an animal. So that's his career progression has been insane. Good for him because I remember when he was breaking in, I was like, oh, maybe he's like high, Jackson like a low end <laughs> Julian Edelman. But no, nah, he is. Uh, <laughs> He is really, really good. The Bears are going to lose to the Packers. For everybody yeah. curious about that, and it wasn't uh, close. And it's shocking, I know, but they're going to unfortunately lose this game. So that's our <laughs> coverage on that one. Bears lost to the Packers. Oh no! Um, I guess the Chargers Chiefs game too. I mean, oh, right. all I really want to say about the Chargers Chiefs game is, uh, well, actually, you do notice when those two quarterbacks don't play on Sunday because there was a lot of mediocre quarterbacks today. Yep. At least to me, I noticed that those two were not playing. But the second thing is I'm, I'm kind of getting to a Joe Burrow point with Justin Herbert where I'm, I'm here to tell you this right now. I see Owen's face already. Oh, I've been, Owen's like, I've been waiting to tell like you this. I've been waiting to tell you this. I didn't want to say anything all week cause I've been thinking about it, but the credit this guy gets for never making the playoffs, for losing. I know his team is not at the quality of the Chiefs, but people ride this guy so hard when he just he can't beat Mahomes. It, like, what what are people doing saying, oh my gosh, like what a gutty effort? Like, I know he's playing hurt. It's admirable, but he lost the game, and I don't see Mahomes getting any credit. Two questionable calls. So, I think they would have won the game with those interceptions. They should have won the game. I think, like, it. This is kind of just the arc of a quarterback, though. Like, Mahomes was getting treated the same way early years. Like, that was the whole meme of, like, what if Patrick Mahomes did this? And now it's become normal. I think that's regular. The difference between him and Burrow is he's not annoying at all. Burrow's the most annoying guy on the planet. Like, I can't blame Justin Herbert for being good at football and the media recognizing he's good at football. He's not out there dressing up in mink fur coats and, like, getting on podcasts and saying, Gunawana, free Gunawana. That's not him. So yeah, that's true. I, I cut him more slack than that. That yeah. that part is fair. I just feel like the guy, like I think he's a great quarterback too. Obviously, he is. But the amount of credit the guy gets is pretty crazy. When he's never really, he never participated in a playoff game. I, people I agree. treat him like he's I, Joe Montana. True, it's not a bad true, take. True, true. I agree with you. I think it's, you know, if if by any chance the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year, that's a, that's a disaster for him. Yeah, like, and he's gonna Herbert. have to wear that. He's going to have to wear that for a while until they start making the playoffs and start, you know, going deep. But um, it's hard for me to – I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying with the, with, with, the, with the Joe Burrow thing, but it's hard for me to say that when, like, he literally threw an absolute bullet okay, that throw broken was ribs. That throw like, is insane. He is so freaking talented. It's it's just so – it's crazy to watch. So I'm, I'm still, like, a big um, um, Justin Herbert guy. So that, that was wild because, like – a minute before, 
he kind of, I think he had like the tight end on like the, the out route. And dude, um, he could have ran for the first down and he just chucked down, it. And he just threw it. I'm like, wow, he can't even throw. And then he comes back with an absolute bullet, 20 yard or threads the needle between like two chiefs defenders. I was like, wow. So that, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I'm just like, this guy's one of the most talented guys in the NFL. He does deserve credit yeah. for that. Like Joe Burrow wouldn't do that. Joe Burrow, like to me, Joe Burrow's like not that talented. He's just like no, a good not. quarterback with a good team. Like, I don't know. Justin Herbert's just way more talented to me than than, than Joe Burrow. That is true. Arm talent by far. Yeah. Joe Burrow's kind of like uh high end Tony Romo yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Wait, and Tony Romo was really good. So yeah. uh, that's just my take. Um, anything else on football you wanted to talk about today? Fantasy, I took a bath, so I don't even want to don't even say the words fantasy around me. It's just been an ugly day for that department. I think I might have went 0 and 4. Yeah, Alan Robinson saved it for me. He's a blessing this week. Owen and I played actually in the two quarterback league, and it was just a stink off. He started Trey Lance. Oh, I boy. started some absolute scrubs. It's just it's embarrassing. I started 10 point well, Tom Brady. I absolutely dominated Phil. If anyone was wondering, oh, Alex dropped 190 on me. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Phil, I have five more. I have like five players playing on Monday night, so it's, still it's not over. Okay, and and Aaron Rodgers, he kind of he's. Kind of slowed down there at the end. So project is just going down and down. It's crashing into the red. Yeah. I have a Monday yeah. night Kirk though, so that might not work out that well oh, for me. Um, Mark Sanchez had quite the day calling that game too. Holy that was man. a comment. It was like uh, it was an after dark broadcast of the, of the NFL game. It was shocking the amount of things he was saying. When you answer the question, uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny. That's never a good thing when you're saying I don't know. It was funny. Yeah, that's a little bit of a tough one. Yeah, so. But, I mean, to be fair, his co-host, I don't know who it was, kind of like hung him out to dry there. Yeah. Like yeah, that it, is true. If, if it's me, I'm just, you know, keep it moving. You like, either yeah, ignore yeah. it or you gas the comment, but you don't act all yeah. shell-shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I've heard worse things being said, and then they just, like, kind of ignore it, and then they'll maybe address it yeah. later. Yeah. You know, do the classic, oh, I didn't hear that. Like, I was too focused or, on the game. Or do the Tom yeah. Brenneman and just announce over top of it. You're just like, and that's a 4 nothing home run to, yeah. to by Castellanos. Just be like, and what a throw by Mariota. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. What a bullet. Four-yarder to pit. <laughs> Mark Sanchez is like, dude, that was three plays ago. Like, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> that was amazing. But, yeah, I don't know if he'll call a game again. I like Mark Sanchez, but, I mean. Me too. What are you doing, man? Come on. You gotta, What's like, he keep to leave up to? Is he still calling games? If, oh, no, he t- had to take a step away because he was involved in that murder. Oh. <laughs> People right, forget. Right. People forget. He, right. he was scheduled to call <laughs> more games this year, but he was. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's get, let's allegedly, get that clear. Allegedly. Allegedly. I want allegedly. Back allegedly. Back allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. My bad. Um, yeah. Weekend winners and losers, and then we can finish the show. Um, what do you have? Wins, losses? Is there anything you guys really want to talk about this weekend? Um, I can go with my winner, um, and my winner is just uh, football because it dominated me. Like we addressed it <laughs> earlier in the show today, but like it dominated me. Um, it was real. Like, like you said, I was a, I was like a week, I was like a week behind. Is Mark Sanchez on this podcast right now? <laughs> Because I was a week behind, I kind of didn't really get the prep. Because I kind of missed the first like set of. Uh, well, this games. was a great day of game. It so was. It killed. It killed. It, I know. And like you said, like it takes a while to get into shape, especially when you have so much thing you know going on with with the bets and and your fantasy. <laughs> You're watching your team. You know, um, 
well, I didn't really watch the Raiders, so <laughs> I can't. But, you know, for, I'm sure other fans watched their favorite team. Took a great nap after. But, like, yeah, football really, like, got to me, and it won. It did win. It was a great weekend. I really enjoyed it. Um, my winners, I have two. First one is Hispanic culture. I'm not sure if you saw. It's uh, Latino Heritage Month this month. And the NFL, I'm not sure if you saw this, but they took to Twitter and they unveiled Por La Cultura. And they rebranded the NFL logo. Here's what it is. It's the NFL logo, but it has the N on it. It's very, oh, very Enye. Yeah, yeah. Enye, is that how you say it? Uh-huh. Okay, so they just stamped it on the NFL logo in like a Microsoft 12 font. And they're like, the NFL logo is rebranded for Hispanic Heritage <laughs> Month. Unbelievable. Look it up if you can, because their statement on it, they said, the shield integrates unmistakable Latin flavor. It was like, oh, it was a tough what? look. Make sure you pull it up if you can. And my other winner is iOS 16. I'm not an update guy, but I updated my phone. And what they're doing with the wallpapers now, wow. I will say wow. And this morning, I wanted to stop at, uh, at Starbucks on the way to Alex's. So I did the maps thing where you put in the stop and then you add the final destination. Wow. Great update. Update your phone if you can, because these wallpapers are unbelievable. So just for the people at home. Anyway, Owen, what do you have? Um, my winner this week is premature celebrations. Um, so I follow a few, quite a few football fans on Instagram. Um, and the amount of people that were posting, like reposting stories and clips from games before they ended and then having, and then their team lost was actually like astounding to me. Like I saw a friend of mine is, is like a diehard Raiders fan. And so he was pretty fired up with the first half. So he, you know, he threw up the old, you know, they're up like, you know, whatever it is, 17 points. We threw up the old Lamar Jackson touchdown pass mm. with a little fire. Oh. And then <laughs> hour later, didn't it age a little bit like milk? A little bit, so, I would say. Yeah. So word of caution, word of advice to everybody out there, all the sports fans that want to post on Instagram, wait, like give it a, let it breathe a bit because people will still like that. They'll still like the Lamar Jackson touchdown pass like an hour after too. Yeah, wait for the result of the game to trickle in, and then you can get your story off. That's the way to do yeah. it. <laughs> What'd you have in the loser yeah. category? I don't know actually how to say his name. Weiss Grausbeck? The, Wick. This, Wick. Wick. Damn, I whiffed on that wow. one. Wyk. W-Y-C. <laughs> um, never Wick. seen that name before. Sorry, so you can't blame me. Wick Grosbeck. Wick Grosbeck. And um, he's the Celtics co-owner. and he's, he, like the, he's the owner. He's the owner. It said co-owner, but I'm, yeah, I was going to say guy. he looks like the main guy because I've seen him a bunch of times. When they show the Celtics owner, it's usually him. Um, so he seems like the top G over there. And um, he was um, <laughs> he was quoted over the weekend saying um, how he thinks that the Celtics are overrated this year. What? What? Like, I? Why would? Why would you say that? Like, I don't. He's like, I really love being part of the Celtics um, run this year. I loved being there. It was thrilling. But now I think we're overrated. He said, we were a finalist and two wins away from winning it. But when you look back, Brooklyn was a tough series, and then we had seven games against Milwaukee. They swept Brooklyn. Yeah, seven <laughs> games against the Bucks and the Heat, and then we lost to Golden State. He's like, I think we're a quality team, but we're not a hands down favorite. Like, like, yeah, like you had to go through Brooklyn and yeah, Miami. That's and how the that's playoffs how the work. Playoffs work, and yes, you did lose to Golden State. That's also a fact. Yeah, but that's how the playoffs work. That's, like, can you imagine? Like, I don't know, like LeBron going back and being like, "Yeah, that was really hard." Like, we, we you know, Denver took us to four, uh, five. Yeah, maybe in the, we in the didn't bubble. deserve it. Maybe we didn't deserve it. 
Um, so just kind of a weird comment to say as an, as an owner. I don't, I don't get that. I don't know. That was pretty weird. Yeah. That's, that's like more of a football comment to me. Like, I feel like in basketball, you don't hear that as much, but that's like a big, I can see Dan Campbell after a win being like, Hey, we haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Like we're still, we're still, you yeah. Know, oh, in my mind, Carson we're 0 2. Yeah. I agree. I get a coach saying it, but like the owner, like you're all hyped, like, let's go, like Celtics, like this is the, and then you say, like, we're pretty overrated. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild like, move. Uh, he yeah, did a reverse me when I tried to tell everybody that the Oilers getting swept by the Jets was close. I was like, guys, it was it was close. <laughs> he did the reverse me. He's like, no, no, it was hard. So shout out to Wick. He's really going at it. But uh, no, that is that is more of a football thing because in basketball, guess what? The best team wins four out of seven times. But in football, it's any given Sunday. Anything can happen. So It's, it's funny to me how he's like, well, look at the evidence. Yeah. Like we went, <laughs> we swept the Nets. Yeah, and then, the you know, we went seven like, games and then we went to the finals. Like, what, what are you guys yeah. so, what are you guys happy about? You realize that run could have ended? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, we could have lost. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good. Shout out to Wick, dude. That's fire. I'm actually down with that because I don't like the Celtics. So let's just call them overrated and everybody admitted it. That's good. Next, we need Jason Tatum to get up there and admit defeat. Um, for me this week, I only have, well, I have two losers. One's pretty short. Uh, the Jays red jersey. Yes, it's lost all it's lost. Yeah, this I agree. Is, this is terrible. What they've done, and I know what they do. They ask the pitchers what jersey they want to wear, and Barrios likes the red jersey, so they wear the red jersey when Barrios pitches. The red jersey is a special occasion. It's opening day. It's Canada Day. That's it. The fact I see this twenty times a year, terrible. Because the Blue Jays uniforms, the 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 dark blue, the light blue, the white one, the white, they're all great. Plenty. But objectively speaking, the red one is not good. But it is good. Two times a year. Yeah. But when I'm seeing it 20 times, I don't like it. Yeah. It'd be like an NBA team wearing like the camos. Yeah. Like the Veterans Day. Oh. <laughs> the Spurs used to do that. The Raptors just wearing them like 20 times a year. Yeah. The longs. The, it's a, the no, 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 no. Jose Calderon likes them. He's going he to play saying. in them. Sorry. Is is Barrios, like, has he been good? Uh, yeah. Last three starts. Oh, okay, yeah. Last, last three, three starts. starts. Uh-huh. But He's still rocking yeah. the five ERA, though. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, like, I don't know why you're loving the red jersey so much. I don't know why you're acting Maybe like change. you're just you know Cy Young candidate. Light was... blue, Jose. Oh. What do you think? Can True. why doesn't the I thought about this the other day. Why doesn't the um MLB bring back like like NHL's been doing this with like the reverse retros? I think they've been sick. Why don't they do like retros with um with baseball? Like why don't the Jays bring back the you know the like uh gray yeah. like you know the blue jay I'm talking about with like yeah. the black the and Halliday the red, blue. the Roy Halliday blue jays. Why He's don't they bring the those back? The, yeah, like the I'd, I'd, I'd love for the Jays to wear like a black jersey or, once in a while. It'd be oh. way better than the Reds or the Clemens T with the with the birdie with the back. Yes, yes. Jays have had. Or great even teams. the Jose Bautista like 2011s. That's what we're saying. Those are the ones we're saying. Those are the ones. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the like the Dave Steves. No, no, no. The ones they wore from like 2000 to like 2010. Right, the ones yeah. that were before the when they oh. changed. Vernon to Wells, yeah. Adam yeah, Vernon Wells, those Iron yeah. Hill. I messed with that. Mm-hmm. I want to see a Dave Steve one though. Do you yes. know which one I'm talking about? It's got the baseball and then the J. Yes. It's like kind of like similar to what we have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like those ones. We also had the ones with the with the softer looking J. The, the new ones mean, but we used to have one that kind of had a smile in there back in the day. So you I know, feel like 
I was going to say, I feel like a part of the reason jerseys are so annoying is because baseball players are so obnoxious about things like that, especially oh, yeah. pitchers. Like, I remember Chris Sale was going to, they were, they were supposed to wear these like throwbacks from like the, the, the best like, the story ever. Jersey, and he like yeah. cut the jersey up before the game because he like could not pitch in it because it was too tight or too loose or something like that. Those like, are pitchers the ones, are like notorious babies. It was the ones without the buttons. He didn't like it without the yeah. buttons, so he just cut yeah. buttons for everybody. <laughs> They're like, oh, we actually can't wear these now. You ruined yeah. them. But and you're suspended. Can I can I do my Colin Coward analogy? Okay. This is like with the red jerseys, like you said, they're great two times a year. This is like when you like try a really good dessert and you're like, damn, yeah. that was yes. a banger. This is a and then you analogy. have it like every week, every two weeks, and you're like, this isn't like it, it doesn't hit the same. No, like, it's, de- it's definitely not hitting the same. And then you're just like, you know what? I don't even want to have this dessert anymore, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going through with the Jays red jerseys. Nobody should hate the red jerseys because they signify something, but now they signify yeah. nothing. So what's the problem? What they signify is like a five year A. What they signify is we're going to lose. What they signify is score runs or we're in trouble. That's the yeah. problem with the red uniforms. I also will say I agree with you with these retros. MLB needs to do that because baseball, historically, great uniforms for most clubs. Mm-hmm. And these these Nike City Connects, oh, 60% of them are ass. Awful. 60% of them oh are terrible. God. Why are they all blue? What, what's going on? Let's, let's spruce this up. I mean, just go to throwbacks. Nike, yeah. listen up. Listen yeah. to this podcast. And uh, my second loser is 15-year-old me because a 15-year-old came on for Arsenal today. 15 years old. He set the, he, he was the youngest player to ever what? appear in a Premier League game. What? His name was Nawari. He's 15. They subbed him on when they what? were up 3 nothing. And they asked Arteta about it, and he said he just like he appreciated the way he was training, and he wanted him to set some history. So they subbed him on. He was 15 years old. It, it, the fact that a 15-year-old is playing pro soccer in England, like 15-year-old me is just rolling over right now. I feel like they keep breaking this record every single year with the youngest like ever. It's always like, you know, Manchester had it for a bit, now Arsenal. Like, what's the, uh, like, what's the limit? They're putting like, how in, like, low toddlers? can you go? <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know what the, li- how, like, how low can you go? Because it, because I was like, well, I don't, 17, I don't 16, think you can 15. go much lower than this. This is pretty low. They, 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 yeah, 15. What? Shouldn't a 15-year-old, like, I feel like that's not the best, like, spot, for, like, environment for him. Yeah. I, it's, it, it was weird, but uh, they did it. So good for the kid. I, I, I'm sure he's very talented. <laughs> There's no way they would do that to somebody who couldn't shoulder the pressure. So, and I, I know he's not going to like play regularly or anything. He's just going to go back to the academy, but yeah. still crazy. Good for that guy. I'm jealous. That'd be sick. Going to grade 10. Like, yeah, I played against Brentford on Saturday. What up? Like, that'd be pretty fire. Anyway, would you have one? Um, my first loser this week is the Patriots. So Let's go. Jacoby Myers, he told Mike Girardi, who's a, just an NFL reporter. He said, I question what the plan is sometimes and how we're going to attack. So I, I think we covered pretty extensively on the show um, the kind of the the process by which uh, Matt Patricia got assigned to be the the coordinator. It was like a, a battle. They had a play calling battle and he somehow won it, which I mean, if you're losing a play calling battle to Matt Patricia, what are you doing? Yeah, but he managed to pull it out. And then this is just a crazy quote from your receiver to say, I question what the plan is sometimes because you obviously you know you want your you want to have a plan when you play football and it looks like as a fan too it looks like Matt Patricia might not always have one 
Definitely. I think the Lions fans would agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, pretty ugly. Um, And then my other loser was, we kind of mentioned this, but it was Derek Carr. Because this is something Tom Brady does, is like when his receivers need like a few more passes for an incentive or something, he'll kind of force them the ball. Um, and Derek Carr, I mean, you're you're playing with you're not playing with washed up like Antonio Brown. You're playing with maybe the best receiver in football, and you can't get him more than two touches when his old grandparents make the trip down to watch. Come him on, yeah. for first, first game. That's horrible. That's criminal behavior. And you, it's like not even like he was. He didn't pass it. It's so bad. He, like twelve yards is horrible. He has not against a- the Cardinals. The Cardinals are Swiss cheese. Yeah, I was gonna say he hasn't had a very good start to the season like that. You know. It's, it wasn't good against the Chargers. wasn't good against the Chargers. And, like, I know people will, like, blame the coach and stuff for, like, calling the play. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, the quarterback is basically just as much the, as uh, the coach as, as uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I yeah, kind of like, got what you were going Like, there. he's just as much as. Just as responsible for the success of the team as. Yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. And, like, calling the plays on offense. Because, like, you can audible. You can change. Like, it's it's really up to you. So, I, I don't know how, like, you pay this guy all this money. You bring in Devontae, he's your best friend. Grandparents come in. You give yeah. him two two receptions? It's a joke. He's like, no, run- dude, six fantasy points. Like, you scored a touchdown. Oh, it is so bad, bro. Just get him the ball. It's not that hard. Like, I don't know why, why he's trying to please. Just, it worked. Like, he had he had a great game last week against the uh, against the Chargers. Just get him the ball yeah. again. It's, it's, it can't be that hard. Like you it's said, like he's you the, one of the best wide Zay receivers, Jones. man. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you have to throw it to Zay Jones, bro, or Brian Edwards. Also, you're trying to ice the game. Give it to your best players. He's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. where's Renfro at right now? It's like, come on, like, let's get Adam some touches here. The grandparents are there. They're probably pissed. Yeah. Man. Mean move. Ugly not scene. A good, not a good guy move. Ugly scene. So yeah. I think Adam would approve of the show today if he was here. Yeah. I think he would give it a big thumbs up. So that's a win. Yep. But good job, everybody. Ten, football. Great, great ten, Sunday. Ten. Ten. Are you, not, are you not here this Wednesday? No, I'm here this Wednesday. I'll be off for the next two after that, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. Alex is taking a trip. Yeah. To the Couve. Where are you going? To the Couve. The Van City. Canada's oh, L.A. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Canada's L.A. I thought that People was, talk about it like that. I so. thought it was Lethbridge. <laughs> L.A. Yeah, that's... Close, no, that's close. Let's Vegas. We were that's deciding between... Vegas and L.A. We were deciding between... Yeah. Uh, Lethbridge or Vancouver mm. for the trip, so came down. We just kind of decided I'm going with Vancouver, so that's good. Wow. That's good. I'm thinking maybe so. You're here this Wednesday, but not here the Wednesday after that. Yeah, maybe we have a guest picker on in your spot. Sure. I think I'm missing a Sunday too in like three weeks. Okay, so two weeks. there's okay. there's some bye weeks in here. That's fine. I'll be in fine. Tuscaloosa. So Let's not go. a big deal. Not a big not deal. A not a big deal. deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> Somewhere I'll probably never not go in my deal. life, but I'm jealous because that sounds like yeah. a great time. So yeah. yeah, some athletes just in the family runs in the yeah. In you the know, Clark they need blood. someone to accompany them on an official visit. Yeah, so, not yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Agent, I'm basically a guardian. Agent mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like Drew Rosenhaus. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, ten. I don't know if I did that already, but ten. Just to put a little protection on there, 10. Um, yeah, 10. We'll be back on Thursday morning. We're going to do some picks for the next week. Good slate of games. Good slate of games. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, Bills, very good. 49ers, Broncos is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good. There's a couple of good ones in there, so I'm looking forward to it. And two games tonight. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back Thursday morning. Have a good start to the week.